And this is the Loot Guy Show, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What's popping, Luke here? You're going to absolutely enjoy the show. Let's dive in right now. What is popping, everybody? Luke here today to the Luke Guy Show. And we are going to be talking about why is getting clients getting harder? And today's podcast is a checklist of all the things that you could be facing and you don't even realize what is going on. So talking about that right now. And it is Saturday, Saturday night, what? October the something, October the 2nd. We're in the last quarter of the year. And as it gets closer to Christmas, for the coaches and agencies and info people, you know, unless you're in e-commerce, your world is about to, you know, go to, like, you're about to blow up. But as for those who have services, right, this could be one of the hardest times, one of the weakest times, or it could be one of the best times of your career. It could be one of the most profitable uh, what, three months? October, November, December. This could be it for you. And going to go over this checklist on why it may be, why it may be harder. Like, why does it feel like things are getting harder? And right off the bat, on list number one, it's getting close to Christmas. It's going to start feeling like your legs are just moving slower and slower and slower. And it's like walking through mud and it's getting harder and harder and harder. And the fact is, is as you get closer to Christmas, people get in Christmas mode. It's the end of the year. They're thinking, you know, about taxes and they're thinking about holidays and thinking about flying to see family. And people are just thinking about slowing down and taking breaks and not really doing Because here's a natural tendency of humans. And it's always to do less. We're always magnetic to doing less and not doing more. That's just the way we are. We're looking for the moment that we can take off for a week and just, ah, just sit back. The entrepreneur is going kind of like wild because he's got a team to feed. He's thinking, how in the world can I? Well, on the coach side, now Amazon, I don't care what month it is amazon somehow is like having another record month i mean during a pandemic during christmas you know um black friday sales like they're just that's why they're the everything store right they're, they're just crushing every sector i don't see them becoming coaches though so uh amazon does hire coaches by the way and they pay them good money that i do not um no i've not been hired by jeff bezos not the case, but I have seen what I do hire coaches to help different departments. Now, let's talk about other things you could be dealing with. So, the platform where you are getting clients. If you are pulling clients off of one channel, that could be a problem. And the reason that could be a problem is because that platform could be having a down moment. Or things could be getting tough there. Let's say you have a platform that you really like... Um, there's this thing called cross-pollinate. 
Whereas if you've got a platform and you've got it mastered and you're uploading content there pretty regular, you're running conversations, run a second one if you can keep your balance of posting and doing everything that you need that needs to be done over there. So that's another thing. If things are going slow for you, it's very possible that you're being dependent on one channel source. Combine a second one, and that could make things. But you can add the wrong one, it will be real bad. You add the second one, it could help you through the fourth quarter and do much better. Another reason why clients maybe get why it's hard to get in clients um, is because your offer is starting to blend in. I've talked about Walmart and Amazon and these stores. Their offer grows every single day, right? And the way it grows every single day is they're adding, I don't know how many products, thousands of products probably every single day. So that's a thousand more reasons why people will buy from Amazon because I mean, people are flocking to the platform with their products and their ideas and their inventions and they're selling it right there. These places are becoming distribution centers. Right where you're, you may be the same, selling the same thing you were selling last year. How can you add to this offer and make it better, stronger, faster, easier, less risky? What are things that you can do that doesn't require your time? What is something really cool that you can build that makes it exciting, that just builds on the offer? and helps you crush it, and helps you stand out. How can you own more market share of this niche as a coach that you're in? How do you own more market share? What is something that you can add that crushes it for you? Like, for example, Apple comes out with the iPhone. They pretty much started their own industry. BlackBerry was a thing at the time. Um, BlackBerry was a thing at the time. But iPhone just comes out with a slam dunk. They pretty much, I mean, BlackBerry, I don't know who started the industry, I think BlackBerry did or something before that, but iPhone just crushes it. Just comes in, slam dunk. Bill Gates missed his opportunity um, to, to be in the smartphone world. He, he missed his opportunity. And uh, then, you think that would be over, then, I, then the, uh, Apple makes their screen a little bit bigger. And what do you know? People go wild over that thing. Now it's the iPad. It's like not a phone, not a computer. It's a pad. And that started a whole other industry right there. Just by making it a few inches bigger. So I'm not telling you to go out your way and do something like crazy wild. Simply adding inches to the screen just added a few more billion to the bottom line. So think about what that could be for you. And also... What could be making things harder for you is that there's getting more and more competitors in your niche. That's what always makes things harder. Uh, competitors don't make things easier. I, I don't care what anybody says. Competition doesn't make things easier. It always makes it harder. Constantly. Um, and that's why you got brands like Tesla trying to, you know, Elon Musk is trying to invest in the harder thing, hardest things possible where there are no competitors. That's why it paid off to know code in the early 2000s, uh, right after, you know, right after the, wasn't that around the dot-com boom around that time? Around that time. So coding was, you know, people, 
thought the internet was over. And that's when people still believed. And they started creating applications and applications like, you know, Google came out in the early 90s, Facebook came out in the early 2000s. And just, just exploded. Just exploded. And it's held strong. And will probably forever hold strong until humanity is over. Now, so that means that you constantly have to be becoming like a stronger like a stronger niche like for example at mcdonald's uh they you know they i don't know if they invented a drive-thru i don't think they did but they really made it famous and it was constantly doing things like that that just made it easier and easier and easier right and they try to stay on top of the marketing and tv ads and you know getting good sponsors and you know all of that but also too when the app stuff came along you know they, they did the website thing they did the app thing, and, co- and then now they're doing the um, uh, the outside where they drop it. You know, you go to a parking lot and they drop it off. Like they're constantly trying to do things like that. Domino's, same way. That's why Domino's is crushing it in the pizza world right now. And I dare you not, do not go into Domino's and say, pizza, pizza. Uh, you, may, you may get shot. I mean, that place is on fire, which that's a little Caesars phrase. You go, pizza, pizza. It may not... I mean, man, they're looking to destroy everybody, and their stocks do pretty amazing as well. And they're and they, I mean, I remember their app when apps were not cool. I mean, they were they were on the app game. So that's why. So, so that's what you've got to do. Like, you've got to think like, how do I take what I've got, repackage it, and get it out? Sometimes it's not about always being better. Sometimes it's about being different. Um, and I've told the story like. When I started buying smartphones and you didn't buy them off of Amazon or eBay, you went to the Verizon store. And I was buying one of my first smartphones. And this dude's like, we got all these phones. And they just look like they all did the same thing. It was among Apple and Android and all that. And I was thinking, okay, you know, this is bigger. This one's smaller, faster. And I was like, I don't know, you know. And I'm just, but they was pretty much, they pretty much all did the same thing. And then that one phone um, the Galaxy, uh, I, I forget what they even call them, but this one had a pen. It was a bigger screen. So it was a bigger bigger screen, and it came with a pen. And so it was a bigger screen than all the, it was a, it was a big, you know, it was, it was bigger than all the other screens, and it had the pen, and it was a demonstration of this dude drawing, like, some cool stuff. And I was like, oh, it'd be so cool. I could see myself drawing stuff and being really cool. And that pen is what flipped me. Did the pen make the phone any better? I, I barely used the pen after I bought the phone, to tell you the truth. It was at that point in my sales process, you know, for this, like, that's what tipped me over. So sometimes, just being different, and I don't mean you go like, you know, go get rainbow hair or something, or, you know, spike your hair up five feet in the air, and like, I'm different. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying like you have to like, you know, cut your arm off. Say I'm the one, the one R salesman. I'm not saying to do something like crazy dumb, um, but what I am saying, like the way you sometimes the way we deliver things and it being just different or stand out or sound cool, like like think of it, like if you was to put this into a podcast header or if this was a blog header about what you did, would it sound unique? Like for example, this is what most people's headlines would be. Um, I'm a coach. Or coaches teaches people how to make money on Facebook ads. That article would flop. Would absolutely flop today. Um, 
seven years ago, would do amazing. It's a new thing. Facebook ads? Like, what? What is this? Today, not so much. Right now, if you came out and said, um, new guru teaches how he knocked out five million selling this coaching over Snapchat ads. Now you're talking about, whoa, what, huh? Like, literally, I'm waiting for that to happen. Like, Snapchat, TikTok. I'm waiting for someone to come out and show us, you know, how they use this and that. Or I'm, I'm waiting for another platform. Like another, like TikTok or something like, like that. And Gary Vee is going to be like, oh, this is the latest, greatest thing. And it's going to blow. This is where all the kids are going. I literally think he says that about anything that's new. Literally everything that is new, man. Let me tell you something. This is the way of the future. Come, And then... Most of them flop. I think that's a strategy. Just anything new coming up, he just jumps on it and talks about why this is going to be the greatest. And then when it flops, he just he jumps. He absolutely, he just jumps. Um, so what I'm telling you is like, so that's another thing that could be getting hard for you. The fact is like it, what you did, if it was spun as the news, would it flop or would it be amazing? Like what is another thing that you can add to this offer that makes it better, Okay. And also, too, you could take your old offer and put it on a new platform and it's just boom, change. Like, it's just different. So I, I don't know how, but sometimes if you go on a platform that's not quite as competitive and you just move it over there, do some cross-pollination, something. I mean, or maybe things getting harder because your traffic's gotten lower. Start beefing up your traffic. If you've been getting, like, 20 leads a day, Get it to 200 to 500 leads a day. Like, think about how you can do that. Just adding that many eyeballs uh, to your world. And sometimes, you know, I would think about looking at other platforms and just knocking this out. So that that is some other thoughts as well. So questions on the next thing. What are other reasons? This is a checklist I'm trying to play in your mind. Other reasons why things are getting harder when it comes to getting clients. Question for you. Is it possible that you're losing your edge right now? Let's say you've been doing this for a few years or a few months and you've just gotten tired. Maybe you're not scaling like you want. Have you lost your steam? Have you lost that punch when you jump in the ring, right? When you punch, does it hurt as much? Or when you get punched, is it getting... I mean, so, I mean, let me ask you that. Do you need to refresh? Do you need two days of unplugging and just coming back and jumping back in the ring? Let me tell you what. There's times I can get like that for sure. And one thing that helps me feel better is when I jump in my vehicle and just drive for an hour or two. And just don't care. Like, just go drive. And just watching trees go by. You know, going to new towns, new cities, right? Just taking a day or two and just not even caring. And just taking that moment just to, you know, not think about it. Because look, y'all, we're going to be okay. For some reason, we feel like the moment we feel like it's not going to be okay, you're just you're going to lose your edge. You're going you're to lose your creative. Because as a leader, it's our job to pump and to push our team to crack at this. We have a mission. We have a mission, like we have a theory in life. We have a, it's a very specific person that we want to help and energize and bring together, 
right? And if we're losing that vision just because we're doing something for two, like, guys, if you work seven days a week, 24-7, you will crash and die. God made us sleep because he knew man would not stop. And wife would be like, I'm leaving because all you do is work and you never, never, ever pay me any attention on the kids if you don't love us because sleep is to get Jack to go back to bed and shut his eyes and shut his brain off, refresh, and kind of remember what life's all about, but he's asleep, so he can't remember. But it's also to let the rest of your body rest, because if you didn't, I think some people stare at the computer until they caught on, caught on fire, because the brain's not, the brain and the body was meant to rest. So, that's why Sunday's crash day. And it's been crash day my whole life. My whole life. That's how I was taught. It is a wonderful thing. It sets routine. It sets schedule. And Sunday, it's about rest day. But even, even when you have a crash day, even when you have that day, which is mandatory, I still, I still sit back. And sometimes even doing that every week, sometimes even that's not enough to prevent burnout. So it could be, it could be the fact that you are Burning out. And you're just because we've lost our innovation. We're losing love for the market, for the people that we're serving. We just feel like we're getting whooped. And that's why companies have switched out CEOs. And then you've got companies like Chick-fil-A's where it's family and the CEO stays. Because it's more than about money. This is a family business. So, like Phil Knight, he stepped down. Jeff Bezos steps down for these companies. Well, I mean, the dudes are getting old, man. I mean, that's another thing, too. Like... You run 20, 30 years and you're a bee in there. I mean, you kind of want to go do something different, I'm sure. Probably. Most coaches can't stay on the same niche for about six months. So, I mean, these dudes are doing the same thing. Some of these guys have like a half a million employees. I mean, my, I mean, after 20, 25 years, you've got my permission to quit. I mean, and most of the time they don't even quit. They just step down just to work at a different department. And it's just for political reasons. I mean, they still own the majority of the company. But anyway, not all of them, but they steal the honcho, macho honcho. So that's another thing. It could be the fact that you're just losing edge, burning out. Go take a break. It's going to be okay. It's better to take a break and come back than to keep going and burn out and stop forever. Don't let that be you. All right. So those are the things that I'm thinking is causing you to help that there's making clients get the process getting harder and harder and harder. And also, too, another thing. Could be your referral counts going down. Is it possible that your referrals are going down? Or maybe they're non-existent right now. Why is that? Why is it non-existent for you getting clients? Why is that? Talk about it. Like, what, what can you do to stir that up? Get names from these people. Because you're more likely you're high ticket and, you know, high ticket doesn't spread as fast. And that's why you need to create things that is very helpful. That's why um, passing the goodwill, pushing out the goodwill as much and as hard as you can is what it's all about. Like Google, like they just simply took all the articles out there and they all all housed under Google because how else would you find them? Right, they kind of just took credit, and and they just kind of help. They're like a big organized library, and their big reason why libraries aren't cool anymore 
Um, but Google gets all the credit for everyone that writes all the articles because they simply organize it. They simply distribute everything more easily, right? Walmart gets credit for the lowest prices even though they just put all the products under one roof. That's it. So sometimes you got to do that same thing. Um, sometimes, and, and you look, I'm not telling you to become the next Walmart, next Amazon, but that's kind of the, like Disney, same thing. I mean, have they ever technically invented their own story besides Disney? I mean, uh, Mickey Mouse. I think Mickey Mouse and the gang is the only originals they have. I think everything else was bought out from like Pixar and the something brothers with Cinderella and all those like fairy tales that they told and turned to Disney. Like most of that stuff was not even written by Disney. And maybe Disney did write most of the stuff, and I don't know, but it seems like they hijacked a lot. A lot. And Google, what have they ever invented? For real, besides the search engine, which really was a ripoff from Yahoo. It's just better. YouTube, they bought it off a lady. I mean, that, I mean, and then Google Sheets and Google Drive was a ripoff of a Dropbox. They simply took things and just made it better. So that could be another thing as well. Ask yourself, put put your eye. Here's another reason why clients may be getting harder for you. Get your eyes locked in on a competitor. Let's say you're doing a hundred grand a month and he's doing a million dollars a month. What is he doing? Study him inside and out. What are those things he's mastered that you can do better? What are those things? Master it. Be better. And you, my friend, will crush him. Not that you want to crush them, but you want to grow. So having a target, that's why it's good to have a first place right there in the sky because you can meet them. When you're in first place, it's scary. I honestly dread being first place. I dread it because, I mean, for example, I'm looking at a star right now. Or that's a really big plane that's not moving, okay, because it's nighttime. Now, let's say I had an instrument and I could measure between here and that star. Let's say, let's say for, let's say it's a thousand miles, which I know it's now. It's probably like hundreds and thousands of miles away, maybe more. Okay, let's say it's a thousand miles from here. And I'm thinking, okay, a hundred thousand miles. All right, how soon could I get where that star is at? And let's say my plane right now is going a hundred miles an hour. So that means what? It would take me 10 hours to get there, correct? If if it was that close, which it would not be, because that thing would be like covering the whole face of the sky if it was that close. These stars are bigger than we are. The whole earth, that is. So let's say it's a thousand miles away. That means in 10 hours I can get there. But that means if I could double my speed, I could get there in five hours. It being right there, same thing. So my competitors, if they are making 10 times more than I am, I need to look at several things. How many followers do they have? Are they reaching out more than I am? Oh, wait, no. They have the same ceilings I do inside of social media. So that's not possible. So where is the 10X happening? Are they getting 10X the results for their clients? So is my results 10% and theirs 100%? That's ridiculous. They're not getting 100% win rate. So if I'm getting a 20% and they're only getting a 40%, that's only double. So that means they're only getting twice the referrals more than likely. So where is the 10X number coming at? You look at their platform, just like they're getting 10x somewhere, and you you got. I mean, if it's that obvious, 
You've got to be able to find it. And then, aha, they're on this platform, and you can literally look up their follower account. Like, you can count the follower account. Oh, wait, they're getting 10 times the leads I am on this platform. I mean, all this is public information. There's no way they're reaching out 10 times in you when there's a ceiling there. Like, these platforms won't let you reach out but so many times a day before they throw you in jail. Facebook jail or a TikTok jail or Instagram jail or Snapchat. Like, there's a, there's a limit to how many messages you can send before they, they lock you up. So figure out where... So if a, if a, a, a competitor's on 10x a number... Then simply identify where's the 10x at. He's not 10x and like if you're if you're hitting your max every day, in all places except a few places, identify where that is at, and that is what you need to focus on. Where is that 10x at? So it could be just a matter of you're just not you're just, you're just not getting in front of enough people. So that's key. So guys, want to say I appreciate you. Very, very much. Thank you for listening to the Loot Guy Show. And we're coming close to 100 episodes here at the Loot Guy Show. I make these things in love because I want to help you guys absolutely crush it. And um, appreciate you. Reach out to me or get my book. You can go to my Facebook or Instagram. Get access to my book. And let's talk soon. Real soon. Appreciate you.